This creature from the dirt defied the everlasting holy God. Scripture is holy. It is sanctified, set apart from any and all other writings that we have ever had and will ever exist. Self-esteem, that is a satanic idea. You're not as important as you think you are. If you have no desire to know who God is, then can you even be sure that he knows you? The gates of hell itself, or the coronavirus itself, will not stand against Jesus building his church. This is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is. Give us a man who knows the truth. One man, Jew and Gentile, bond and free. One, there is no race in Christ Jesus. Oh, how a man needs to fear God that that man might cling to his word. Give us some preachers who aren't tripping over their skirt to get into the pulpit. What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Matter of Theology. Uh, Not our typical intro. You know why? Because they didn't have anything prepared. But this is Place matter where of theology matters because yeah. everything is. I have it memorized now. That's right. So much. Everything is a matter of theology, and especially the stuff we're going to be tackling today. Uh, we're yeah, going man. to be hitting a little more of the uh, cultural aspect, some of the political aspect. Now, you may be like, well, why dabble into politics? Well, politics is just morality legislated. Okay. And scripture speaks on morality and ethics and how we should That's live right. our lives. That's right. So, as Christians, we need to be dabbling into those things so that we can see how we should be living our lives. But one of the things, oh, and you also might be going, well, wait, that sounds like Drew. I thought Drew was like taking time off. Well, guess what? <laughs> I am. You know why? Because uh, we have this week that I was like, man, I kind of want to talk about some of that stuff. But then next week we're doing our John Owen giveaway. And then yep. after next week, you might not hear from me from a minute um maybe on some on social media but that might be about it but uh yeah after the things that took place yesterday uh january 5th no 6th yeah 6th 6th uh all my days are running together yeah mine too it it's a little crazy uh so in case you've been living under a rock uh, 2020 just turned 21 and it has been hitting (laughs) the bars hard Okay, it's no longer having to hide that it was getting drunk. Now it's like, out man, I, I saw, saw so many good memes um, that were uh, that were hilarious. Uh, there was one that uh, that this uh, it said uh, it said six days into 2020. Everybody's like, oh, 2021 is going to be good. You know, don't, don't let us down. And 2021 looks back at 2020 says, hold my beer. And yeah, um, seriously, man, we got we, we made it five and a half days. Mm-hmm. Look, I told uh, a mutual oh, friend of ours, I said, you know, 2020 just turned 21 and it's it's looking like it's hitting downtown Athens on a Friday night before game that. day when that, it's yeah. playing Auburn. OK, right, right. And if you've ever been to downtown Athens before game day, it gets pretty wild. And that is what 2020 
one is starting to look like. Um, And we're (laughs) six days in. Six days in. You got Buffalo Jake standing uh, (laughs) in the middle of the Senate. In the middle of the Senate. Uh, how, how with a stick and how did that happen okay uh so (sighs) we had now this goes back to this really goes back all the way uh to the beginning of last year right we had uh covid uh came out uh put everyone on lockdown uh churches were closed uh really the government was taking away every sense of hope uh for people uh they weren't they weren't able to get out and fellowship with, uh, with, with other people and just have those, those relationships. Everyone was shut up in their homes. Everyone was put on panic alert. People are still on panic alert. Um, then you had, uh, you know, all of the stuff that erupted with BLM and Antifa and riots and cities burning and all those types of things, which we're going to get into as we progress on. Um, and then we had, an election. Uh, we had an election that if you want to call it that. Uh, I, mean, <clears throat> good Lord. I mean, supposedly now if like on podcasts, like buzzwords are going to be like pinged to stop your show from getting uh, search from people. So things like uh, words that rhyme with audulent um, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, uh, boater Todd, uh, you know, things like that. Um, Boater Todd, that, that, yeah, Boater yeah, Todd. Nice, man. Um, nice, nice. So, um, yeah, so, so it's not a matter of whether it took place. It's just, what are you going to do about it? And really, nothing's going to be done about it. No, I mean, as of the recording of this episode, uh, and we're recording this on January 7th, uh, Thursday, January 7th, 2021. Uh, Congress has has confirmed um, the Electoral College votes. uh, And as it stands today, uh, Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States. Kamala Harris will be the next vice president. Uh, As of the recording of this episode, uh, you know, uh, the 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 left uh, Democrats control now the White House, the House. uh, And if uh, the projected results hold up in Georgia's latest runoff, they Which also control the Senate. I think they will. Because Kelly Loeffler is not, uh, she's not um, protesting at all. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, the she's only, a, she's accepting right. the results. The one, the one we were waiting on was, was Purdue and Ossoff. Um, and um, man, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things that, um, that, wow, um, mm-hmm. here, here, here we go. And, um, you know, w- we talked about uh, this on previous episodes, uh, Daryl and Virgil did a, a whole episode, two and a half hours on the doctrine of elections. Um, and, um, you know, I, I mean, it's I know we're probably going to get into this, but um, but this is this is this is a judgment of the Lord uh, that we, we have been given the leaders that, um, uh, that that the Lord has chosen, the Lord has willed. And uh, it came to a tipping point yesterday. And oh, yeah. I think that the tipping point. Uh, for those of you who don't know, or if you listen back to it, the when the uh, the I mean, I don't know if I'd necessarily call them riots. Um, I, I don't know that I would I would call them that. I I I I don't approve of it. 
Um, but when it's, it's lawlessness, lawlessness, it it's sin, it's lawlessness. Absolutely. And I posted that yesterday. Um, it is absolute lawlessness just as much, uh, as, as what we saw over the summer, uh, with Antifa, with black lives matter, with, um, uh, all of the, the, the riots and protests that took place. But, um, it was when Mike Pence, uh, current vice president, uh, released, uh, um, uh, released a statement saying that he was not going to send, the uh, electoral college votes back to the states as there were some senators um, and, and officials who said that they wanted to change uh, their certifications. Uh, he released a, and I thought it was a very well-worded statement. I read through it. Um, and uh, and uh, th that said- See, that he, even if you can hear in the background, even Lawson <laughs> is upset. Even Lawson's upset. I mean, he, so he released a statement saying, hey, I, we are, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I don't think that I, I should. I, um, I I took an oath to defend the Constitution. Uh, so help me God, and as God is my witness, and and honoring Him and the Constitution, I'm not going to do this. I don't think that I should. So on and so forth. And it was at that point, um, and I'm just stating the facts here, right, wrong, or indifferent. It was that point after the president spoke at a rally that was taking place in Washington D.C. that. Um, that uh, chaos ensued, and um, <laughs> there were people who uh, didn't go through security, we'll put it that way, and ended up <laughs> in the rotunda of the Capitol building there in the capital of our nation. And, uh, and of course, you know, social media and the media just absolutely exploded. Um, uh, you know, um, there, there were, I think the most disappointing part for me <laughs> What? I don't know why he's crying. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> um, was, I mean, ultimately, man, the, 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 um, was, was seeing those professing faith in Christ, um, react. And, and there wasn't a lot of responding. There was a lot of reacting, um, to what was taking place yesterday. There was a lot of, uh, language used that didn't need to be so out of people professing faith in Christ. There were a lot of, um, you know, things that were said and just such with such angst and anger and um, by, by those professing faith in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's, man, it's just one of those things that um, it was heartbreaking to watch. It was heartbreaking to see that, um, that how 2021 starts is just a continuation of what we've seen in 2020 uh, with lawlessness. And I love the way you said that lawlessness. So it was crazy. Yes, it is okay for us to riot now uh, because that has become the new norm. Now, <clears throat> uh, I, I want to read something um, from someone who is there on the ground in Washington, D.C. Um, I didn't tell him I was going to read this, so I might message him afterwards and say, hey, man, I kind of read your post. <laughs> uh, but, he, but he put it out on uh, on Facebook, so like, and he's got a bigger following than I do. So uh, this is from Peter Bolin uh, from Five Solo Studios. Uh, he says, since I was there, let me speak as an eyewitness. About 95% of the people there were completely peaceful and well-mannered. Mm. There was a few troublemakers, but many of them were undercover Antifa folks, probably not all of the 5% of the troublemakers, but they definitely helped agitate. Uh, 
Even so, most folks protested as peaceful as possible while still voicing their opinion about injustice and tyranny. So, uh, the major and and Jeff Durbin put out a, a statement on Facebook last night after they had got back to their hotel room. Um, but the majority, the vast majority of the people there were completely peaceful. Uh, there was a small, small percent of agitators. Now, um, were, were there some Antifa? Sure, probably. There's been things going around about people who were, you know, Antifa was saying, telling people to dress, you know, as Trump supporters and, right. and things like that. Um, <clears throat> so, so there were some agitators guy you know buffalo jake that's what i've been calling him Uh, now if you go to his facebook uh all over his facebook all the way back to like last summer and before then uh you see he's got trump stuff he's anti-communist says why communism is from satan and talking to basically he looks like a huge conspiracy theorist and a huge illuminati advocate (laughs) like the guy just looks wackadoodle Um, yeah yep But one of the things that really kind of bothers me about yesterday is that we see, we saw riots all last summer. Yeah. And we saw Donald Trump call them domestic terrorists. Right. Yeah. Uh, And I've been seeing people, you know, on the right comparing this riot with those riots. And then I've been seeing people on the left saying, you can't compare the two. One is, one is protesting for lives and the others protesting because they lost. And I'm going at eh. when you loot stores and you steal TVs and shoes and purses and jewelries, that's not protesting for life. That's stealing. Correct. That's Correct. lawlessness. That's theft. That's just burning down a city to burn down a city. Right. Um, and they got away with it. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause you also see people going, well, if BLM would have done that, it would have been a slaughter. Really? Were they slaughtered yeah. when they burnt down their own cities and, and rioted? That today. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> but you see Donald Trump calling one group, uh, domestic terrorists, but you don't see him calling this group domestic terrorists. Now, he put out some some tweets saying, you know, don't do that. Respect law enforcement. You know, right. just some of the Vegas um, half-hearted calls to stop that you could that you probably have ever seen. But at the end of it, all he did was he said, go home. He told he told those rioters, those those people of lawlessness, he yeah. told them to go home. Yeah. I love you and go in peace. No, dude, call them for what they are. Lawless agitators, domestic terrorists, right? They stormed the Capitol building. Now, it's really weird that they were able to get in. Um, That's kind of odd. Well, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) It's kind of odd that they were able to get in. It's kind of odd some of the, the, where they were able to stand and do photo ops um, and then the wow. fact that there were photographers, that there were pictures of photographers around them that mm-hmm. were taking their pictures. Yeah. Um, 
So, so there's, I have a couple of thoughts on this um, and I've seen um, multiple videos. I, ha- I also, I have a mutual friend of, of, of the, of the show actually. Uh, but, but I, I, I know her and her husband and, uh, and their family very well. Uh, she, she knows people that were there on the ground um, and she confirmed um, and, and, and there's video evidence of this, of police officers opening barricades and waving people in mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, you, you, so, so you, you've got that going on. Um, and, and then now look, I, 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 I voted for Donald Trump in both elections. Um, let me, let me go out. Let me put that out there. I only did in one and now I'm going, um, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, you know, and, and I'm still, I'm still 100%, 110% behind that choice. Um, because it's, it's better than the alternative. And, and, and to your point about what he said, and I watched that video before Twitter pulled it and uh, he got banned from Twitter, yeah. Instagram, yeah. Facebook, now, Twitch, I'm, Shopify, I'm, YouTube. Like, yeah. So, so, I'm, so I'm not, well, I'm not against like, or, or I I'm, I'm against like Facebook and Twitter and all their censorship type stuff. Sure. But I'm actually kind of glad Donald Trump is off Twitter. <laughs> Well, I, I'm not because I, I don't uh, because look, it's if you're going to platform uh, Patrice Colors, if you're going to platform Jamar Tisby, if you're going to oh, platform yeah. Eric Mason, and 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 you're going to allow them to uh, and, and 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 hello Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. all of the people over the summer that were 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 inciting, yeah, I mean publicly yeah. inciting these yeah. riots. And, and and riots where people were dying. Now, granted, dying. Let, let, yeah. let me back up. One lady, one unarmed, 14-year Air Force veteran, four times deployed. Uh, she was shot trying to ble- break into the rotunda, uh, and and she she died. And that that's absolutely heartbreaking and unnecessary. So, this is had a, another th- veteran, uh, uh, an African American man, veteran that was shot in the back of the head by a protester. Right, right. I, I mean, so, 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 loss of life happened, and it's tragic, and it shouldn't happen. But th- there's a big difference between what we saw yesterday. It, it, it's still wrong. It's still lawlessness. Let me say that. But Twitter and and Zuckerberg with Facebook and Instagram coming out and saying no, he shut down until until after the inauguration, or they've said indefinitely, but. But 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 then to to allow that to go on over the summer where where truly innocent people were being murdered and and communities being destroyed. I mean billions upon billions of dollars in damage. And 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 what did you hear from 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 celebrities? Well, you hear them quoting Martin Luther King and saying that riots are the voice of the unheard. And, and so I, I I find it personally incredibly hypocritical. Of, um, of 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 any social media platform that is now going to uh, going to silence Donald Trump in his last few weeks of office, um, you know, because and, and their excuse and, and what they're saying is is because what he's doing is inciting violence. Really, you know, I mean, just today, uh, uh, sorry, violence and division. Just today. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris get up there and propagate division and lies. And really, Zuckerberg and whoever Jack is with Twitter, uh, seriously, 
the, the, the double standard here is, is, is unbelievable. But, but going back to your point now, uh, let me just say this too, and this is just a freestyle. So we're just talking. I also think that the way, uh, that, that the way Trump asked people to go and to stop, uh, yeah, it wasn't the best because he started with more about the fraudulent election, mm -hmm. which does nothing but incite emotion mm -hmm. um, when it just should have been about the fact that, that the United States Capitol was being ransacked and broken into. Mm -hmm. um, which cost four people their lives. It, absolutely. He should have said, stop it. Stop this now. Stop and, and okay, great. If you want to mention something about the election, you want to mention. Uh, I know if you want to say something like this, I know you're passionate, I know you're fired up, as am I, but this is not the way you have to stop now. Mm. And, and I mean, that that should have absolutely been done. Um, you know, but 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 it's it's just one of those things that nobody wins in, in, in that scenario. And, and if anything, if anything, it actually made the situation with the election worse because then a lot of those senators who were ready to stand and say, no, we want mm -hmm. to recant yeah. and we want to, we want to go back on, on certifying these results. Well, then they stood up and said, I, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. And, and Kelly Loeffler in Georgia was one of them. Yeah. And, but you also see immediately after that, I mean, it was Trump's cabinet's going, we're resigning. See ya. Yeah. I mean, they were just, uh, I mean, it's, it's almost like they couldn't get out fast enough. They're like, nope, don't want to be a part of that. Uh, I mean, the press secretary uh, who's been there. Yeah, she's been there. She's, for, she's one of the longest cabinet members that's been there. She was, she turned in her resignation. You know, it's, it's like. When did, well, she just, she just spoke this afternoon. Yeah. I want to say I heard, I heard about it this morning that she was doing that. Um, oh, well, it, it's just, it's just, sad. look, man, you know, and this is something that I communicate um, with people who ask me where I stand on stuff on, on some of the political stuff. And obviously it being an election year, you have those conversations and um, in the workplace, you, you try to keep those conversations uh, professional um, and as, as much as possible, but um, it, it's the response from the Trump administration. And this is just a cultural piece. This, we're just talking about politics right now. Um, I, I do want to get into specifically addressing the believers, but look, you know, Trump has done so much behind the scenes, uh, so many great things for the economy, so many great things for, uh, for the American people. When you look at pre-COVID, of course, when you look at the uh, unemployment, when you look at uh, unemployment among minorities, when you look at um, you know the tax breaks and the tax cuts and 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 what we've seen from from the stock market and everything, I mean, you look at that kind of stuff and it's been it's been phenomenal. It, it truly has mm -hmm. been great. It truly has been great. Where I believe, just just taking a step back and looking at where where, where I think that some of the failure has taken place has been the rhetoric and it has been uh, the things that you hear him say and how he says things um, uh, that, that, that has failed him. I mean, people, people are willing to vote for socialism and communism because they quote unquote, don't like the guy. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I used to say to people is like, man, have you noticed how much you've gotten back on your taxes over the last three years? Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, look, and and he and I've said that to liberals, and here's what they say to me. Here's what they go. Oh yeah, you know, you I, I didn't notice that. You're right. I'm like, where did you think that came from? Yeah. Oh, oh that that that's just a result of Obama, you know. Oh, but he's just such a he's he's a he's a bigot. Okay, well, tell me how. Yeah. What's been proved that he's? Do you know him personally? Well, you no. sound like you're pretty bigoted towards him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, he's he's racist based on what fact? <laughs> well, you know, years ago there was a Darren Doan did a a, a documentary called uh, "Free Speech Apocalypse." Yeah, and uh, Doug, of course, you know, it centers around Doug Wilson and and stuff like that, and. And Doug Wilson basically said, he said, well, racism is just anyone winning an argument against a liberal. That's pretty much what it is now. You know, you're winning an mm. argument against a liberal and all of a sudden the only thing they can throw out is racist. You're just yeah. a racist. Well, and that's I mean, and, and that's it. I, I watched uh, today. I watched an excellent and I, and I reshared it on my Instagram stories, but it was an excellent video. Uh, Glenn Beck uh, It was about 10 minutes long. But it was Glenn Beck talking about uh, right versus left and what the right used to be. And, and now, you know, how how because of left, the, the tr how the left has been, how the right is no longer these things. And mm -hmm. and then the difference between right and, and, and wrong. And and if you stand for right, that's what you're labeled. You're labeled as a bigot. You're labeled as so on and so forth. And, you know, I've got personal friends of mine that I've seen on social media, people that I love um, that are like, you know, I mean, what do you think was going to happen? This guy's a bigot and an adulterer and, and his character and all this stuff. And I'm like, I, look, I get all that. I get all that. But he's not applying to be pastor in chief. He's not. Do, do, do you understand that when you vote, you're not voting for, yes, the person's character comes into play. I get that. But you're voting for that person's policies. Mm -hmm. And when you look at people who profess faith in Christ, what's coming? The Equality Act? Mm -hmm. I, I would venture to say that if, if, if you were to poll 25 people who voted for Biden because they don't like Trump, but they voted Republican down the rest of the ticket. I guarantee you, if you were to say, what's the Equality Act? They'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, that's a get, problem. Get ready to find out. <laughs> that That's a problem. You know, you I mean, you want to talk about character. I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to get into it here, but I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah. Okay. He has a past. He's a sinner. Yeah. Sinner. Look at, sin. look, at, look at what Biden's own vice presidential candidate said about him. Yes, yes, exactly. Look at look at Biden's son. Look at all that got covered up. Look at the relationship with China. And, now let's uh, compare moral character to moral I mean, character. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. And it's just it, it, it's it's. But people, you know what? It, people don't care about that anymore. You know, people people look at that and go, "Well, he's a meanie." You know, look look at Dwayne Johnson, right? Mm -hmm. The guy who, when you look at him, knowing where he's come from, the whole seven bucks and seven to bucks productions and. And him having to claw his way and fight his way to where he is and being the dad of three girls um, and, and, and him being a true blue collar guy, mm. like endorsing Biden and Harris just because Trump's mean. Yeah. I'm like, bro. Uh, but and then he says, but I'm a centrist. Yeah. Well, you know, you know have I, you had I, a conversation with Trump like you have with Biden? Then yeah. you're not a centrist. Yeah, I bet I bet Dwayne Johnson was a Trump fan before Trump became president. Yeah, there, there's so much of that, brother. There, there's so there's so much of that, and I just you know I 
so, so you look at you look at what went on yesterday and 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 i mean the the, the hypocrisy of all of it mm-hmm. and um uh, you know brother I, I thought you had some 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 phenomenal points uh you know um uh you you posted on our socials a, a fantastic quote and then a, a caption underneath that that um uh that was so well worded and um you know i mean we have uh, overall in this country it's i mean the voters for the most part if you if you if you if you, if you don't believe that that fraud and, and and i mean major fraud took place then you know we've we've th- this country has made its bed and now it's going to be ready to sleep in it and and now is the time and to your point now is the time that the church should and typically does shine its brightest mm-hmm. um in, in how we react and we respond to this and um so so i'm gonna i'm gonna pause there and then i had i had just a few things i just wanted to talk about um as it relates to and i've already talked about actually a couple of them um but as it relates to believers and our response to this and, and moving forward yeah yeah so <clears throat> touching on some christian believers right and their their endorsements or their voting for uh liberal candidates, socialist candidates. Uh, you, you know, you and I, a couple of days ago, were talking about Lecrae, <laughs> music artist Lecrae. Uh, Lecrae came out and he won. He's been, so during the govern, uh, govern, governatorial elections in Georgia here, he was a supporter of Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, not a good candidate. No. Um, so he came out in support of Stacey Abrams. Then he came out in this race, the senatorial race, supporting Raphael Warnock. Now, then he, on his social media, he has put out, uh, you know, you can, you can endorse someone and you can stand behind someone and not agree with their policies. Well, the problem with that, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. When you, when you promote a, a, a candidate you are promoting their policies because the reason that they're a candidate is because they have to have a platform to run on they have to have something for the people to go yes i can vote for that and i can stand right. behind that it's right. not just going to be because raphael warnock is uh cosplays as a pastor um and he stands in the same church that uh martin luther king jr did okay hey, wait, 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 wait. what 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 did i say I love what you just said. Uh, <laughs> Raphael Warnock cosplays as a pastor. Yes. Uh, not only I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep oh, don't lose your train of thought. I'm just gonna back up and 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 reword that. When Raphael Warnock bastardizes in the name of Jesus Christ, cosplaying mm-hmm. as a Christian. Yeah. Keep going, please. Yes. Um. So. He when he comes to run for Senate, people have to say, well, why should I vote for you? The policies he puts forth is the reason that people vote for him. So when someone like Lecrae comes out in support of Raphael Warnock and endorses him and tries to get other people to vote for him, he's getting them to vote for his policies. He's yep. he and Lecrae is supporting his policies. Now, yep. Raphael Warnock on social media 
put out for the world to see that he is a pro-choice pastor. There is no such thing. When you advocate for the murder of babies, you're not a pro-choice pastor. You're the high priest of Molech. You're the person that's advocating for putting the babies on the burning arms of the idol Molech so that they can be sacrificed on the altar of convenience for women who want to live in sexual promiscuity. Come on, bro. Okay. Yeah. You, Raphael no. Warnock is not a pastor of Jesus Christ at all. No. He no. is a no. he is a vile, vile person. And he's a wife beater. So let's just say that. Yeah. No, he uh Raphael Warnock is not a uh no, he is a pro-choice pastor. Absolutely. He is a pastor of the church of Satan. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely, wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know, and and Lecrae. And any other professing believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, let, let, let me be very, very clear here. If you support someone like that, I mean, if you can, you can conscious, I mean, you can stand up, look someone in the eye and say that you love Jesus, but you support someone like Raphael Warnock, mm-hmm. then, then, then brethren, uh, you're not brethren. You're not. I would, I would, I would really very strongly and very in a very concerned voice say that you don't understand the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You do not understand what God's word teaches concerning how we are to vote, who we are to vote for, and 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 truly what the the fact that 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 Warnock stands up and calls himself a pastor. Uh, after being convicted of domestic abuse, after covering up child abuse and, and calling himself pro-choice and, and, and the fact that he supports the, supports the murder of, of the, the truly innocent unborn in the womb? A- absolutely not. D- look, just stop, stop playing, okay? Just, just go ahead and, and admit that you are not a Christian. You do not love Jesus or his right. wife. Right. I mean, I mean <laughs> the past couple of years, we've seen nothing but famous christians apostatize right so so who's lecrae right who's he's just the 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 next christian that's one step away he he, he's basically done it in principle just not voiced it uh in public uh so i mean really i wouldn't be surprised if lecrae came out and said yeah i believe in a god but i also support a woman's right to choose which is really odd because years ago he was so against abortion because of he and and I guess a girlfriend. He was he was un, unmarried. I guess I think it was a girlfriend. Yeah, it was had I, well, it might have been the, who became his wife. I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't want to sh- throw shade there, you know, sure. um, and stuff. But uh, it had an abortion, and it wrecked him. Mm-hmm. And he came out against abortion. And he fought against abortion. So now to lock arms with someone who is so for abortion. What in the world are you doing? It's because Warnock's black. It's because Warnock's black. That's it. You don't. You didn't see Lecrae, you know, hyping up Ossoff. You saw him hyping up Warnock. Yeah, it's 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 sad. It really is sad. You know, this from somebody who called himself reformed and, um, you know, has has the the. 
I mean, the, the Lord, the Lord did uh, allow him to have a platform and what mm -hmm. an opportunity that was and, yeah. and, and how far he continues to fall and quickly, mm -hmm. very, very quickly. So to stand and support and then say that you can, you can be for this person, but not against their policies, that, yeah. that, that is absolutely. Now, now that, that's like saying, look, I, I like to drink alcohol for the taste, but I don't agree with the fact that it gets me drunk. That doesn't make any sense. It, it, it does. No one drinks alcohol for the taste. Okay. <laughs> I'm no. going <laughs> to be honest. I do like to have a, a thing of scotch every now and then, maybe a beer every once in a while. And that's just me being honest. But you don't drink it for the taste because it really doesn't taste good. <laughs> there is, well, the, I, I take that back. There's some. Oktoberfest. Samuel Adams Oktoberfest is is kind of nice. I kind nice. that's my jam. I like that. But nice. I, yeah, but man. For I the just, most part, it doesn't taste good. I, I mean, it, it, yeah, it just doesn't. You you can't you can't say that. And and look, my, my whole argument with Lecrae and 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 anybody who has uh, fallen in willingly fallen into the social justice, uh, critical race theory um, nonsense. Um, and, and heresy. And yes, I, 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 I want to be careful throwing around that word, but that's what it is. It's works-based salvation. Yeah. It's a different religion. It's a different gospel. And it, I mean, look, we, and I've said this before, you know, you, you're supporting a candidate, um, who stands for things that are antithetical yeah. to the Bible. Yeah. The things the that God who saved you, yeah. the, these are things that, that he has said, no, that this, mm -hmm. this is, this is sin. There were things that put him on the cross, and you're saying vote for a person exactly. who 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 pushes these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> it, it was kind of crazy. As uh, someone now, I'm not I'm not originally from Georgia. That might that might surprise some people. All right, this this amazing Southern accent that you hear coming through the mm -hmm. microphone every week. Uh, you know, I'm not originally from Georgia. I was born in Florida, South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Pompano Beach. Come on, Deerfield, where are you at? I don't know because I moved when I was a kid. Um, but I grew up in Georgia. So Georgia's all I know. So to me, Georgia is the greatest state that there is. Uh, so to see Georgia completely go blue right with biden i mean i'm talking someone who is so socialist i mean it, it, they almost make karl marx look like a beginner <laughs> and then to see georgia who has always always stood on conservative principles in the with the senate i mean even in our own uh state senate and and house representatives always really stood on uh conservative principles yeah. elect someone as wicked and evil as raphael warnock mm. yeah what, what an awful decision mm -hmm. now that it looks bleak it looks it looks like man the end times are coming. Get your Matthew 24 ready. By the way, Matthew 24 was fulfilled in 70 AD. Just going to say that. But anyways, uh, 
it for the the Christian believer, right? And this is one of the things, you know, you mentioned what I, what I had put on, on social media and it started as just, you know, I put it, it was on my personal uh, social media, but then I kind of branched out and put it on our Instagram and, 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 and stuff like that, because I was seeing so many Christians with a defeatist attitude, the defeatist mindset going, you know, oh, ending almost every single post with Jesus come quickly. You know, you you do read your Bible, right? Like, you know, who wins in the end, right? Like, you know how this regard now I'm going to say, regardless of your eschatology. Okay. Um, You know how the story ends. It ends, it, it ends with Jesus victory. Why the defeatist attitude? Why the escapism? And, and, and the last thing I said in that post was, the church has done its greatest work when the times seem the darkest. Mm-hmm. Our finest hour, even here in America, our finest hour is yet to come. And I'm going to be honest, when I was thinking about that, I was thinking about that scene from Apollo 13, you know? where the guy goes, this is going to be a disaster. And he turns and he says, with all due respect, I I believe this is going to be our finest hour. The church has yet to see its finest hour. And the church here in America has yet to see its finest hour, I believe. I believe that with this is just the start, that with everything that's going to take place, we as long as Christians will stand with a backbone, not give in to, to CRT, not do the Acts 29 capitulate nonsense, right? Well, if I ever catch an inkling of, of critical race theory and blah, 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 uh, bro, it's already in the network. I'm sorry. Pay attention. It's been there. It's been there. Pay attention. Okay. Stop um, lying to yourself and stop lying to your people. Keep going. Sorry. But if churches will actually stand and have a backbone and, and confront these things head on, Pastors, if you would stand up like men and, and, and confront these things head on, we could see a revival in this land that would make the Great Awakening look like a Bible study. Yeah. And, I, and I wholeheartedly believe that because I believe there are, you know, there are so many men that right now that talk really tough. They talk really tough on a Sunday. But I believe if they would actually get a little bit of dawn, they would get a little bit of backbone. They could be an actual help to the church in this land. So, so there, there are a few things I, I want to say to that. Uh, the first of which is, uh, listen, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. If over the last... Um, let's say, I mean, over the last year, right. Almost, um, you know, March, February and March is when COVID really exploded when the lockdowns and the quarantines happened. And, and, and then in May we saw the uh, incident with George Floyd. And then we've seen now coming, coming through that, the riots and the protests and the, um, you know, lawlessness, lots of lawlessness, um, government overreach, um, uh, churches closed, everything's closed, way of life completely uprooted. Um, listen, it, it, it's, it, it is okay 
Let me, let, me, let, me, let me contrast something Drew said for just a second. I agree with him, but let me, let me contrast it with this. It is okay to, to look at this and, and to, to look at what's happened and to look at what's happening and to look at what's coming and to feel the weight of it. It's okay. It's okay to feel the weight of it. It's okay to, to, to say the words that you found in Revelation, even so come, Lord, please come. It is, it is okay to respond that way. But we have to remember where our hope lies. We have to remember um, who our hope is in. I, I was listening to um, uh, episode uh, 97, I believe it is. I don't have my notes right in front of me, of the Just Thinking podcast. And it's called A Blessed Hope. And it's where Daryl and Virgil um, uh, unpack Titus, uh, the, the, the section in Titus where... Um, I believe it's uh, 213 when it says looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory uh, of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus in the NAS uh, memorized, try to memorize it earlier. Um, but we have to remember where our hope is and what our hope is in. Charles Haddon Spurgeon said in a sermon that he preached, uh, hope what you please, but remember that hope without truth at the bottom of it is an anchor without a holdfast. A groundless hope is a mere delusion. So, so yes, feel the weight of this. Yes, see the fact that the Lord continues to expose and shake loose and remove idols in the lives of professing believers. And, and the goal to do so for his true children is to either orient or reorient our lives around the one thing that it must be founded upon. The focus of our heart's affections and our mind's attention should remain centered in, on, and around the completed and ongoing work of the Lord Jesus Christ. When it drifts from there, whatever it drifts to other than Christ is idolatry. So when, when this happens, when, when idolatry happens in any way, shape, and form in our lives, it, 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 it weakens our resolve, our focus, and the hope that we have. It takes those things founded in scripture, and then we take them and found them on a shaky foundation. And we need to remember, as the great hymn writer said, that our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. So, so when we're looking at this situation, and we're looking at what we've experienced over the last year, and when we're looking at what we saw yesterday at the Capitol, uh, combined with everything that we saw last year, and then we're looking forward to the fact that we as believers— if for the next two years, at least, there's going to be very little checks and balances when it comes to the government. So every radical and socialist piece of legislation that the Biden administration wants to pass is going to have very little resistance, which means the Hyde Amendment, your tax dollars will go towards funding abortions. The Equality Act, you will be made to care. Pastors, the government is coming after your messages. They are coming after your content. So yes, feel the weight of that. Yes, Lord, come quickly, please. Even so, come, absolutely. But we don't run and hide in caves. We don't capitulate. We don't sit on our hands. We pray, we worship, and then we act. We are the church of Jesus Christ. Nothing, absolutely nothing, will stand against the church, Dr. John MacArthur in a sermon how uh, that he preached um, how to live in a crooked and perverse generation said this, quote, do you actually think that anyone in this world 
could do anything to harm the church of Jesus Christ. God is our protector. Stop grumbling. Stop complaining. Stop questioning the will of God. Stop questioning the work of God. His work, his work is for us. It is in us and it is from us. And what the world needs to see is humble, holy testimony and joy from the children of God who shine as lights in the world, period, close quote. So yes, feel the weight of it. Yes, want God to come back. Absolutely, want Christ to come back. And we we see in scripture the way he will come back, that triumphant return. And we long for that, right? Absolutely, we long for heaven. But at the same time, we remember the words of the apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. So I, I wanted to, brother, um, I wanted to just kind of wrap up what I had to say right here. Well, well, well oh, go ahead. I think, uh, go ahead. I, I think you reading uh, from the Valley of Vision is a good way to end the show. Okay, cool. Uh, but before you get there. I'll wait. Uh, well, I just had one quick thing to say, and then you can you can take it away with that right, cool. um, is that to the Christian believer that is watching the news and everything that's going on and, and following Twitter and so other social media, this, that, and the other thing, I, I want to ask you when Jesus says in Matthew 28, mm. that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Do you believe that? Do you believe Come on, that bro. Jesus does possess all authority? And when I say all authority, I mean all authority. Like there's mm. not any authority in the earth that Jesus does not possess. There's not any authority in heaven that Jesus does not possess. Any authority, if there is ever authority anywhere, Jesus possesses it, okay? All authority in heaven and on earth. Do you believe that? Mm. Now, because Jesus possesses all authority in heaven and on earth. He sends us out. We are to go and we are to disciple the nations. Now we go and we disciple the nations. Why? Because Jesus possesses all authority in heaven and on earth. So now the question I have to you believer in these times, do you actually believe that the nations will be discipled through the power of the Holy Spirit because Jesus does possess all authority in heaven on earth. Do you believe it or do you feel that you are going to make Jesus out to be a liar by constantly looking downcast and, and feeling defeated, that the church has been defeated? Yeah, amen. Because we can't say we believe in the Great Commission but not right. believe in the results of the Great Commission. Sure. We believe in the results of the Great Commission because of the one whom sent us out to fulfill it. Well, ultimately, the one who who, who is in charge of the results. Who, who is in charge of the results. That's why, yeah. look, let me, that's why we're Calvinists, okay? Because we can't proclaim the gospel and do emotional manipulation to make people make a decision. We preach the, the gospel and the full counsel of the gospel yeah. and trust the Lord to bring the results. That's right.
because he will do it, not us. We're just the instrument. We're just the means by which he he accomplishes that. That's uh, Romans one sixteen. Just uh, throwing that out there. But Christian believer, do you believe it? If you believe it, then live as though it's true. Okay, now you can. I'll turn yeah, it back. No, I well, I had I had a, I also have a. I mean. Th- th- that's it. Th- I mean, we, we proclaim the gospel. We proclaim the word of God. That, that is how, that, that is how God himself, that's the instrument and the vehicle that uses that, that God uses to bring about repentance. Thomas Watson said this in his book, the doctrine of repentance. He said, quote, the word preached is the engine God uses to affect repentance. Mm-hmm. It is compared to a hammer and to a fire. Jeremiah 23 verse 29 to the one to break and the other to melt the heart. How great a blessing it is to have the word, which is of such virtue dispensed. And how hard they who put out the lights of heaven will find it to escape hell. One more quick sentence there. Ministers are but the pipes and organs. It is the Holy Ghost breathing in them that makes their words effectual. Mm-hmm. Period, close quote. That's you proclaim God's word and leave the results up to him. You proclaim God's word and know that when persecute, when, when persecution comes your way because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I'm not talking about the kind of persecution that because you go stand at a rally or a protest, you get punched in the head. No, no, no. Or you get blocked on Twitter. That's not, that's not persecution. (laughs) I'm talking about persecution as scripture talks about persecution. Uh, Read, Read Matthew 9 through 11, by the way. Just go ahead and read. I've been reading that this week. But, but know that, that, the, that, that, that Jesus himself said in those moments, the spirit of God will give you the words yes. to say. Believer, be encouraged and take courage in yeah. that way. Yeah. And look, remember, look at these, go ahead. Well, these two examples from history, okay? One is a military example. One is a martyr example. Military example, you had a, a general that was, uh, the, he and his company, and Doug Wilson tells the story all the time. Um, there, there was a general and he was with his men and, and they were in a ditch and they were surrounded by the enemy. And he, lo- and he looks around and that's a moment where many people would feel defeated where you're surrounded by the enemy. You can't go anywhere. But what does he do? He looks at him and he says, well, they can't get away now. Right. They're all around yeah. us. So no matter yeah. where we go, we're going to get the enemy. But so, so there's one from history. So, so it's it's a, it's about your perspective. Right. That general Always. could have could, could have thrown up the white flag. And and he is one of the greatest generals in history. I'm just going to say that. Uh, but uh, he looked around and he said, well, they came to us. Here they are. No matter where we go, we're going to hit the enemy. No matter where we shoot, we're going to hit the enemy. Now, you also have Latimer and Ridley oh. from the English, uh, oh. the English Reformation. <laughs> you have Latimer and Ridley. They're tied to the stake together. Uh, Ridley is, is, is looking a little anxious, looking a little scared. And it was Hugh Latimer that looked to him and say, said, be of good cheer, Master Ridley, and play the man. I trust mm-hmm. this day we will light a candle in England. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing such of the likes that will never be put out. What he's saying is we're, we're burning as the beacon. Let, let the gospel go forth. We're just, we're just a shining light for the gospel. Right. 
right? So, right. so that's persecution in Latimer and Ridley persecution while Thomas Cramner looks on. Um, and we've talked about him as well, but he's saying even here in persecution, the gospel's going forth, right. being tied to the stake. And there were so many Christian martyrs in the reformation that were tied to the stake and burned. Why? Because they stood for the truth and they stood against tyranny. They stood against false doctrine. They stood against heresy. You got the apostle Paul. You got all the apostles who were put to death except for John. Why? Because they stood against tyranny. They stood against uh, those who would come against Jesus Christ and say, you must submit to Caesar as Lord. And they said, no, we will continue to proclaim the gospel even if you kill us. And guess what? They got killed and and the early church, that was a time where the gospel went out like wildfire. Yeah. It spread like wildfire. This is why uh, we don't follow the, the teachings of Bart Ehrman and other modern textual critical scholars of the Bible that say, well, the Bible is like, kind of like the telephone game, you know, and it got, you know, distorted along the way. No, the Bible has multiple lines of transmission not just one line of transmission. So from the time you have you have apostles in different areas, they're proclaiming the same gospel message. That gospel message is spreading like wildfire and people are radically getting converted and the church is being established. Yeah. Okay, in the Reformation, and let me tell you this, Christian as well, patriotic Christian, the gospel brings reformation. It does not bring revolt. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Say that again. Please say that again. The gospel message, it brings reformation. It does not bring revolt. Now you might, you patriotic Christian, you might look at the revolutionary war and say, but what about that? And I will say, yes, that was not what you think. The revolution is a wrongly named, uh, we give it that name, but it's wrongly named in England. It was called one of the many names for it was called the Protestant revolt um, because what they were doing was they were actually combating with scripture and everything that they did was legal. The Boston tea party legal, the, the, the uh, governor who was over Boston at the time, who was an arm of uh, King George after the Boston Tea Party, he wrote a letter back to the king and said, sir, I do believe everything that they did was legal, was by the law. When the Lexington Green, the shot heard around the world, Reverend Jonas Clark, he told his men, you do not fire unless you are fired upon. God will not bless an offensive war. Everything was done and sought to be done by scripture and scripture wow. alone. It wasn't revolt for the sake of revolt to get rid of tyranny. It was, this is how God says we should do it. Thus says the Lord. Come on. It was to bring reformation, not revolt for the sake of revolt. That's it, brother. That, that That's it. Uh, you know, and, and saying that is a perfect segue into where I was going next. And the, the where I was going next is to remember um, remember who and what are your enemies and who is the mission field. Just because someone disagrees with your political stance does not mean they are your enemy. Right. Mission field, yes. 
but not your enemy. We have to remember the teachings of, of our Lord in Matthew chapter 5, when he said to the Pharisees, because they were um, uh, the, the rabbinical teaching that was in Leviticus 19, um, uh, th they were twisting it. And, and Jesus corrected them and says, you have heard it, you have heard it, heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. And, and, and what he was doing is uh, he was, he was throwing it in their face that they had, they had twisted that they had, they had made some alterations to that. Um, but then Jesus comes in and completely flips that on its script. He completely flips the script and he says, no, I'm telling you, love your enemy. If your enemy strikes one cheek, you turn the other cheek. And we have to remember that just because we disagree with somebody doesn't mean they are our enemy. That is not what that means. The Bible says that our enemies are not flesh and blood. The Bible says that our enemies are the, the principalities, rulers, and authorities of a, of a realm that we do not see. Spiritual warfare is real and does happen. That, the, that is our enemy. Now, should you truly be persecuted for your faith in Christ and for preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, as we have seen and are seeing right now currently in our nation and in our continent, look at what's happening in Canada right now. If you not don't know what's happening up there with churches and the persecution that's happening for them gathering, mm -hmm. just they're gathering. Being dragged out of homes. Yes, they're being dragged out of homes. The pastors and elders are being fined up to $10,000 a day and arrested. So when that comes, church, when that comes, believer... How, how should you respond? Well, we, we need to remember that we as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, where, where's our citizenship? I would also ask this of Lecrae and people like that. You know, are, are your allegiances to the body of Christ and Christ himself first or to someone as the same ethnicity or skin color as you? This world is not our home. However, that does not mean that we are doormats. It doesn't mean that we don't right. care what happens here. It does not mean that, that, that we are so heavenly minded that we miss the charge that we have to advance the kingdom of God by being the hands and feet of the Lord Jesus Christ and proclaiming his gospel throughout the world. What does scripture say concerning what is happening here and how the believer should respond and, and how we should be focused? Well, Philippians 3, our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly await for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into, into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion uh, of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. I think of Romans, Romans chapter 8, when, when, when stuff gets real, when persecution happens, we need to remember that, um, that, that we don't compare. What, we, what we're seeing here doesn't compare. The, the heartaches and the, 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 everything else that we experience here, the sufferings of this present time, as Paul said in Romans 8.18, are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed in us. We need to, again, I go back to that Spurgeon, is our hope a blessed hope or a groundless hope? Where does your hope lie? Where does your joy lie? Look, I, I'll be 100% transparent with you. As I woke up this morning after all this nonsense that happened yesterday and thinking about everything that's happened over the last year, it's been like, 
man, what next? <laughs> you know, it's like, what are we going to see that's going to happen next? But look, believer, we hold our head, heads high. Believer, we look to the heavens. That's where our help comes from. Believer, we know the inheritance that we have that, as Peter says, is imperishable, being kept in heaven for us. And no, Matt Chandler, in Acts 29, it is not what Martin Luther King did in the 60s, but it is based upon the completed and finished work of Jesus Christ. So that being said, I wanted to read A Valley of Vision. Um, and, uh, this is the chapter in, or the, the prayer entitled joy. And this is what it says, quote, O Christ, all thy ways of mercy tend to an end in my delight. Thou didst weep sorrow, suffer that I might rejoice for my joy. Thou hast sent the comforter multiplied thy promises, shown me my future happiness, given me a living fountain. Thou art preparing joy for me and me for joy. I pray for joy, wait for joy, long for joy. Give me more than I can hold, desire, or think of. Measure out to me my times and degrees of joy at my work, business, duties. If I weep at night, give me joy in the morning. Let me rest in the thought of thy love, pardon for sin, my title to heaven, my future unspotted state. I am un an unworthy recipient of thy grace. I often disdain thy blood and slight thy love, but can in repentance draw water from the wells of thy joyous forgiveness. Let my heart leap towards the eternal Sabbath, where the work of redemption, sanctification, preservation, glorification is finished and perfected forever, where thou wilt rejoice over me with joy. There is no joy like the joy of heaven, for in that state are no sad divisions, unchristian quarrels, contentions, evil designs, weariness, hunger, cold, sadness, sin, suffering, persecutions, toils of duty. O oh, healthful place where none are sick. O oh, happy land where all are kings. O oh, holy assembly where all are priests. How free a state where none are servants except to thee. Bring me speedily to the land of joy. Period. Close quote. Boom. Well, wow. I think that is a great way to end this episode of Matter of Theology. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have not entered into our John Owen giveaway, you do so. You have one week left. One week. It ends next week. And you, well, three winners are going to receive the death of death in the death of Christ and the mortification of sin. You want to be one of those winners. So enter, share with your friends. You've got one week left. But as we get out of here, I want to say, Christian, do not be downcast. Take heart. Amen. Put your bucket down the well and draw up living water. Mm -hmm. Be refreshed. Be encouraged. Go forth. And believe in the victory of the gospel. Amen.
because Christ does not fail and Christ will not fail. That's right. Therefore, his church will be victorious in the end because his gospel is victorious because he is victorious. Amen, brother. So with that, we're getting out of here. See you. See you.